0: Are you ready? Are you really ready?
1: Can you dig it? Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens,
2: and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night.
0: Can't be happening? Can't be happening? The wave of murder which is sweeping the eastern third of the nation is being committed by creatures who feast upon the flesh
3: of
1: their victims. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Hail to the
3: king, baby. What is up, everybody? This is episode 22 of Mana Screwed. I am your host, Tangent, and with me, as always, is Bubby Ming. Good evening, everybody.
1: And. Nancy
3: What's up?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds so <laughs> much so much like me. It's ridiculous, man. He so, said it's like you're it's so good. Language. Like probably sounds more like me than I sound like myself right now though.
3: I was I was practicing that all day. I, was, <laughs> I just want to be as authentic as possible.
0: Sounds more like you were you were practicing sticking your thumb up your ass.
3: Oh I mean that's that's the only way I can get my voice to do that. You
0: know, <laughs> <mad voice. laughs> How do you think i do it so well?
3: I know. Oh, I know exactly how I did, That's why I did it. <laughs> I've learned from the master.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so, Beamy, what, what is on the agenda for the day?
4: What a shock. Scars of Mirrodin is released. Everything's out there. I believe each of us are going to throw five cards at each other. Uh, ben worked on a deck. I worked on about seven, and they <laughs> all failed miserably. So uh, I don't know what you're
0: talking about About this throwing five cards off of each other Because as soon as I'm done with my little uh, segment here I'm going to crash And you guys can let me know when the show is done And I'll give you my five cards later But <laughs> but yeah I am uh, way beyond Thunderdome at this point man. happens when you
4: work too hard gotta stop working so hard
0: i know yeah
3: man you should become unemployed like me
0: (laughs) (laughs) no dude because then i'd have to shop at all those poor poor stores with the with the poor poor people people that that are really annoying man
3: like like safeway is the grocery store here and like at my old place like i lived like directly behind the safeway (laughs) and in the the deli it's like you know you, you go to the deli you pick up your stuff. You know, you can either pay there or take it. You know, just go continue shopping for your groceries and pay for it all at once. It's like now the now that the one I live nearby, like that one is like no, they just don't let anyone leave like the deli without paying for it at the deli.
0: Oh my god! This
3: poor neighborhood, man. It's like the same exact store. Everything's exactly the same. Only just like poor people neighborhood
0: so this okay that's crazy man that's funny
3: so there's like so many people actually just like steal food from the deli at safeway in this one neighborhood they need to have a special rule for that neighborhood (laughs) Poor people suck dude i don't know what to tell you
0: (laughs) so okay that's cool man well i just you know i just wanted to to waste a little of your guys' time here because i had a little special uh special thing i wanted to throw out there before you get on with your stuff since i'm under the weather, as you can tell, but um, I, I, I was able to do something that up until this point we have been unable to do. I was able to get an exclusive interview, as opposed to having him actually on to talk to us, with Ultima sixty six, and Whoa. he went mono 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 because he didn't want to go up against all of us at the same time. So I got this this interview with him and. I'm going to play it here. The Skype was kind of crappy, so please leave your comments until it's done so that you can actually hear it okay. But, uh, I'm going to play it for you now, and it's about five minutes long. And, uh, anyway, comment afterwards. The only thing I could say about this is. I'm already bored. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could kiss my pasty white one, too. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I could say about this, though, is that, you know, sometimes when you. When you like email people or you chat with people or whatever, and you never talk to them, when you hear their voice, it's totally different from the way you think that they would sound. And uh, Ultima sounds pretty much exactly like I would have expected him to sound. So, here we go. Without further ado, the Ultima interview.
2: What's up? Tangent here from the Man Screwed podcast with a special guest on the show. I have Ultima66 here to hash out our differences live via pre-recorded interview. What is up, Ultima?
1: Hello, Tangent. I just finished reading the book Idiot's Guide to Leaving Rambling, Long-Winded, Ridiculous Negative Comments on Magic the Gathering Podcast, so I have some time to make you look foolish.
2: Well, enough with the formalities. You've been posting a bunch of negative comments about the show specifically about me for some time now. Until now you refused every request to be on the show. Now, I appreciate the fact that you finally came on the show. So, we'll just... I guess we'll just get started right now. I guess I'd like to begin with the most recent comment that you had that the Beamy sent you an email asking for you to write articles for us. When I mentioned that I wrote the email, you said that you were sorry but that it had the Beamy's name in the subject line so that you thought it was from him. Now. I don't make it a habit of putting an email from Tangent in the subject line of the emails I sent. Do pro players make it a habit of including their own name in the subject line of the email they send?
1: Of course they do. What a noob question. If you want to be a pro-level Magic player, you always need to include your own name in the subject line. I can't believe you even ask such a stupid question. I'm insulted by your lack of intelligence. Sorry,
2: man. I will try not to insult you anymore during this interview. By the way... Did I mention that you were the one that actually started the email thread with the Beamy's name in the subject?
1: Did I mention that you're a horrible magic card evaluator and bad player?
2: Great segue, Ultima. You're a natural at this. Let's get on to the next subject, my card evaluation skills. You mentioned Sarah Angel and Double Armored Ascension as a much better semi-bomb package than everything else in my colors besides Baneslayer, which is also why I played them. Then you proceed to say that I probably consider Stormtide Leviathan
1: and Sun Titan bombs. Do you not consider those to be bombs? Oh my god, what a noob question. Those cards are horrible. Only a total scrub would even bother playing them. Stormtide Leviathan only wins you the game, like, in two turns if it hasn't been stopped. You're never going to get any better at magic if you play cards like that. You have no idea how to rate cards. Armored Ascension always allows you to fly over the opponent to win the game.
2: Uh, Ann opens you up for a two-for-one.
1: That doesn't even make sense. If someone doesn't stop you, you win the game. Don't you read any pro articles at all? Good point.
2: Why didn't I think of that? You're fucking awesome. Well, you also continue to act as if Necrotic Plague is the best card ever, and I disagree. Now, are you... I mean, it's just based on what you you know right in your freaking comments am I not entitled to my own opinion your about
1: opinion is wrong you're wrong about so many things and I'm simply here to tell you what is right and what is wrong that card is the black wrath of god it is amazing and every pro player that ever wrote an article thinks you're an idiot for things you I'm not you saying that it
2: can't be good in the right deck but I tend to look at how the cards would be in the deck I am building not how it would be combined with every other card that I don't even have I have to play up to the cards that are in my deck, and not just assume every card is good, just because it's a good card. It may not fit.
1: That is ridiculous, and shows your lack of evaluation skills. You will never get any better thinking like that. You need to evaluate every card, with every other card ever made, or you just won't get any better.
2: Okay, but as I was running Double Armored Ascension, it just seemed like I might want to actually have a creature or two alive to put those
1: on. That doesn't even make any sense! You're such a moron! Necrotic Plague will just win you the game! The two Double Armored Ascensions and Necrotic Plague combo is known by everyone but the biggest scrubs. Every pro dreams of opening that sick combo. Until you learn how to play those cards together, you will never go anywhere in magic. You don't even know how to shuffle your cards in annoying ways properly.
2: Another great segue, Ultima. So my point regarding shuffling is that there doesn't seem to be a reason to shuffle your cards more than a couple times to accomplish the desired result. That
1: is idiotic. I shuffle my cards 40 to 50 times a minute. And you will never make the pro level unless you can shuffle your cards constantly without ever stopping for any reason. All the pros know that in order to win magic, you have to just be able to shuffle your cards non-stop. It is the only way to win, ever. I can't believe you want to be a pro and don't know that. I swore that after listening to the first 20 episodes of Screwed, that if you keep trying to help people and keep giving your own opinions on things for 20 or 30 more episodes, I am going to be done listening to this stupid podcast. After that, I should have enough negative reviews saved up to consider writing my book. Why Tangent from Mana Screwed Podcast is not a very good card evaluator and should never give his own opinions about anything ever.
2: Is that when you plan to begin work on your next book entitled Episode 51 and Beyond? Where do we go from here?
1: Well, I was considering something along those lines, but... Hey, wait a minute! Sorry
2: to cut you off, Ultima, but that's all the time we have for today. Thank you very much for joining us, please feel free to not come back again ever
0: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So there you guys go you know i i I mean I think that it that I handled it pretty well, you know, and I think we hashed <laughs> out our differences fairly significantly so uh, there you go. Yours- you guys
3: you ever see those like uh, YouTube videos with like Fred goes to the dentist? Fred, man, yeah, dude, that sounds just like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking, I mean, when I when I envisioned Ultima, I kind of envisioned that kind of Fred character, you know. Mm-hmm. So it worked out; it was pretty much what I expected it to be, and more. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, you guys, I am gonna I am gonna crash now. So enjoy the rest of the show. Hit me up with the text when you are done or whatever. But anyway, yeah, I am out later
4: later man okay well that was probably the best five minutes in podcasting we've ever had what the hell are we going to do now I don't know man talk about uh, Starcraft there you go more Starcraft yes the game I will never own so (laughs) oh my god okay wow um
3: oh that's interesting
4: Uh, you said you have five cards for
3: me uh well yeah I got like four I had I had more four. than five. I had more than five, and then I would keep losing them. So, you know, I guess the biggest one I really saw in the last day or so was that uh, infiltration lens. That's uh let me find it here again. Uh, when a quick creature becomes blocked
4: yeah, by a creature, so you may draw two cards.
3: Right, so it's a one one uh, casting cost, one colorless artifact equipment. And whenever equipped, creature becomes blocked by a creature, you may draw two cards, and it's only one to equip. Yep. So you pretty much throw that on anything, and they are not going to want to block it because if they do, you're just going to get you're going to get cards. My uh, assumption: you're slapping that on an infect creature to make them decide whether they want to give up infect, or uh, who's that little blue guy? Every I keep seeing him in limited. I think with the the is it scroll thief? Yep, or you get a draw card if you hit him. and so draw a card if I hit you, and or draw two if you block. <laughs> <laughs> damned if you do, and you damned if you don't. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of things like that. You know, you just put it on anything, really. You it know, put it like on your modified. put it put it on your beater. Put it on your beater. It's like, oh, he's a six six. You don't want to block him. You're not going to chump block him. You sure? You know, I don't know. I'd Definitely like a lot. Like that. Yeah, I think he would be, I think if
4: I got him in my limited pool at Grand Prix Toronto, I would not be disappointed.
3: I don't know. Well, for if- limited, for limited, it's definitely, definitely pretty awesome. It seems like, especially with all the new decks are going to be trying to, uh, you know, get the metal craft going on and, okay. and having just an awesome one drop. It's like, there's your there's your metal craft, there's like the first piece of your metal craft right there. Assuming you're not even playing a zero, you know, casting cost stuff or anything. So and then it just equips for one too. So and it's such and the ability is just so good. I guess, you know, even if you equip it to someone and then they kill your creature, you know, with removal, it's like it's only one mana, you know, compared to other, other equipment like I don't know, just the whole casting cost and equip cost is just so low for just such a great ability. It's essentially unblock- almost unblockable. It's better. I don't know.
0: It's well, pretty here's good. The
3: com- here's the combination you want to do with it. First turn, the
4: infiltration lens. Second turn, Ichor Claw mirror, which is infect 1-1 one, one whenever, whenever uh, it gets blocked. It gets 2-2 two, two to the end of turn. So then you equip it on turn three, you attack with him, and then all suddenly yeah. it's like, oh, you're gonna want to attack me, and now you're going to pay for it.
3: <laughs> uh, so, well, you're only gonna hit him for one, right? One, yeah. one effect. Cause if you put an infiltration lens on him, like, okay, well, I'm not gonna block him with my one-one, cause your guy is gonna be a three-three now. You know? So that's just more incentive not to block. Yeah. Oh no doubt. And how yeah. much fun you know, like I said, you're you know, if you block him, fine, okay, so fine. He gets two two. But if he doesn't block it, if he doesn't block it, you're just attacking with a one one infect, which isn't all that intriguing. But you have Com- to remember there are so many ways to boost it up. Compared to I'd much rather put it on the uh uh what what's that the bird, the flutter bird or whatever the hell it is that proliferates.
4: The Raxamundar or whatever her name is. Uh, the that's the one? A, one. Thrumar,
3: Thrumar so yeah, uh, thrumming bird. Thrumming bird, yeah. Thrumming bird, yeah. If you throw it on him now. Now, if you don't block, I proliferate, and if you do block, I draw two cards. You know, and even if they're blocking and killing, killing your, killing your guy, it's like you're getting card advantage out of it. So, and at it, it, the cost, it just seems like something can very easily fit into many, many decks. Any deck with creatures. Yeah, and you got to remember the next turn. If you play another creature, it reequip cost is one. Right, and it's and it's an uncommon, so that's really awesome. <laughs> that's why I like to see is like really good, just commons and uncommons, because you know I hate I hate wanting to spend like fifty dollars on the awesome card just because it's a mythic. You know, it's good to have like actually awesome cards that are just don't cost anything. Yeah, ironically, all five of my cards I picked were all commons.
4: So that'll be interesting. So go ahead. What's your next card? Uh, let's see.
3: Oh, the other guy, uh, the uh, Nurrock Invisimancer. He's uh, one in a blue-blue for a 2-1 unblockable, and when he comes into play, um, target creature becomes unblockable to end a turn. Now, he's not like a great card or anything, but I just really like the fact that He's like, he's an unblockable guy, and in addition, when he comes into play, he does something unblockable. So even if he gets removed, you don't, it's not just a straight one for one, because you did get that one, little bit of utility out of it before it got killed. And if it doesn't get removed, then you just got an unblockable guy going in there and stomping face. So.
4: He's actually fun to get early as well as late, because if late game, if you're sitting there in a dead heat match, and it's blocker to blocker, and everybody's got the ground game settled, you drop him, you now give your big beater the ability to go right through for the win,
3: so he 's a win win early and late right right, and i just i see I see this blue deck coming together you know and it 's really just about in every color uh, with the metal craft and stuff, uh, but especially blue because blue has all the good uh, artifact stuff like the grand architect, um, oh, yeah. the fact that you can tap blue creatures for two colorless mana as long as it 's for artifact spells or abilities. I mean, that's just gonna make it so you can proliferate that much easier. Uh, you can pay one blue to make a target artifact blue. So that would make the artifact not only, you know, gets plus one plus one from the Grand Architect, but now it can also tap for mana. So essentially, like all your blue creatures you can tap for two mana, all your artifact creatures you can tap for one mana. Yep. So if you got, if you have Eldrazi tokens, I mean, you just tap them all for one mana each. They're, you know, they're as good as elves essentially. You know, well, for art, for bringing out artifacts and stuff, but, I mean, there's plenty of awesome artifacts to be playing.
4: Um, you know, I agree with that. You know, you also have to look at the fact that if you're going to play in a limited format, if you combined that one with the other one in there that's a uh, common, that is the new Man of War, but with flying, the oh, Lumen, Lumen Grid Drake flying... Metalcraft when he comes into play, if you control three or more artifacts or turn target creature to its owner's hand, it's two two flying. Uh, if you have the three artifacts, now all suddenly you're playing mana war, except for your stupid two two mana war, which was nothing more than
3: a sacrificial token, is now a two two flyer. Yeah, well it's gonna it's gonna be a balance, right? Because you wanna get uh it's like you want the blue creatures to get the mana, but then you need the artifacts to get the metalcraft online. So you can't just go with a bunch of artifacts so for your metal craft because then you don't have the blue creatures, or you can't, you know, vice versa. So you have to. It's going to take like a, a pretty good balance between like the colored cards, because unlike uh, shards, where you had the colored artifacts, it's like you know, the you know, they don't necessarily you know straight help each other. Yep absolutely agree but i just see all this proliferation i mean see the grand if you get a grand architect online getting the two colorless mana to activate for uh, all your all your artifacts i mean you can equip all kinds of stuff um, you know there's the nim's death mantle that's another one i've been looking at that's pretty cool it's the uh let me get an exact thing here yeah it's it's a two casting cost equipment equipped creature gets plus 2 plus 2 intimidate and is a black zombie in addition to its other color types and then um, it equips for four. But whenever a non-token creature is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, you may pay four, and if you do, you return the card with the NIM attached to it. So once you have the four to attach it, you don't you don't even have to you don't have to pay the four to equip, because that's an ability and it can happen at any time. So at, you can just wait for them to try to kill one of your guys, or swing into a you know trade with them, or anything like that, and you can just you know pay your four and get it back and you know that's kind of steep like on it's own that's not you know that's not real intriguing I wouldn't throw it in many other decks but the fact that you're getting all that extra like artifact mana from the Grand Architect it just seems like uh, seems like something you'd actually want to use
4: well we talked about that on Monday Night Magic um, the all of us kind of agreed for it being a black
3: and a zombie that it turns that's into that's worse that makes it worse right making it a black zombie makes it worse because then it's now it's another color so if you attach it to a blue creature, now black creatures can block it, too, because you put that on there, you know, to so intimidate, and then making it black doesn't really help it, though. Making it a black zombie helps for uh, whatever that uh, that other card is that makes you sacrifice a guy every round unless it's a zombie, that old-school card. Yeah, but you got to remember,
4: the nice thing about that is we were wondering why it wasn't, like, two and a black, to equip. To that's e- the only thing we were trying to figure out is why it wasn't two and a black. This had to be. Uh, why is it just straight mana? Because now any any color, any color
3: can use this. Right. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, just makes it black. So it's whatever color you want, but that'll make it black. So, you know, some of the other cards, some of the other cycles have the mana costs built in. You know, colored mana costs built into some of the abilities, but. Uh, I don't know, that's that's why I like this is the fact that it it doesn't have any color restrictions on it where you have to play black. You know, now you can put it in anything as long as it fits right. You know, so Are you becoming a blue mage? Uh no absolutely not. I fucking hate blue. Um <laughs> probably, probably won't make an artifact deck, you know. I don't I'm 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 the aggro guy who likes to keep everybody honest, you know. Some people, they you know, it's like, oh, they try to get all these fancy control decks and stuff, but, you know, it's like, I always like to play the beatdown deck that just makes it so, like, you know, your deck needs to answer mine, my deck doesn't need to answer yours, you know. It's like, I'm the threat, you just have to, you know, neutralize me in time before I finish you off. That's, that's just how I like to play, rather than mm-hmm. having tricky decks that's like, oh, I got answer for every game in the meta, you know, it's like, no, here's, I am the deck you need to answer in the meta wrong
4: with that what's your next card
3: uh let's see i was like there's those the cycle of trigons um there's pretty much one of each color and you know they have two abilities well you could you double pump one of the colors to they they all come in with uh three counters on them Mm -hmm. and then um you know you you double pump one color and tap it to add counters to it more charge counters to or you just proliferate which is another great thing um the one I really like is the Trigon of Rage. So uh, then you can just pay two colorless and remove counters. And for every time you remove a counter, you get to use the ability. So the Trigon of Rage comes in. It's a two-casting cost. Comes in with three counters. Tap two red, and tap the artifact to put a charge counter on. And then you can pay two colorless and tap the artifact. Uh, remove a charge counter, and then you can uh, target creature gets plus three plus zero talent to turn. And that just mm-hmm. seems like. A- Pretty pretty good aggro card. I mean, you're like tacking a lightning bolt onto any attack, um, or or just helping out your trading when you're if you're trading with someone, you're just gonna, you know, yeah, you're still gonna trade, but you'll be able to kill a bigger creature with your guy, you know, or it's just gonna deter them from blocking and you know, that's that's the one I kind of liked a lot compared to the well, other. Well, definitely, things. it definitely has its uses. There's no doubt yeah. about it. And uh, the blue one, right? the blue one lets you draw cards, but it's also five to bring into play opposed to two. Um, the only other two is the white one, and that one you gain three life. You tap it and you remove a counter and gain three life. And I'd rather deal three damage or put target creature gets plus three plus zero. You know that's just a better ability than gaining three life. Unless you're off- playing Soul Sisters, that's the only deck it's worth gaining three life in. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Not not with this though. You got much better ways to gain life. Oh, I know, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, there's no deck... Yeah, right I'm, not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's, there's, it's bad to gain life. You should always gain life if you can, but, you know, dedicating an artifact to it where you're paying two mana and tapping it three times to gain three life three times, and then if you want more life, you got to pay two white, tap it, and wait another turn, then pay two colorless, tap it, to get the three life. I mean, it's, it's just not as good. You know, Trigon of Rage is only, you know, it's two to bring in, and you can just, you know, as soon as you have enough mana to attack it to your guy, you know, you know possibly that turn, you know, you can just pump it in it and your guy, it's just, it's a combat trick. Which actually makes a difference, whereas this other one's just, you know, I mean, the other one's not any better than thrown a Bone. <laughs> okay, is there any other ones you want to talk about? Hmm. I just, just saw this Strider Harness is pretty cool. It's a uh, three-colorless equipped creature gets one one in haste and it's equipped one. And that's uh for equip one it's a lot easier to drop a bomb and attack. I mean if you had that in play with seven mana you can you can bring in a Titan and attack that same turn. So that's kind of intriguing, just a you know more aggro type stuff. Yeah, it almost sure.
4: reminds it almost reminds me of the uh axe you used to play when you play warriors.
3: Yeah, yeah, you the drop you're yeah.
4: gonna play, you, you equip for free, and away way you go, and get haste.
3: Three, two, yeah, yeah. Yep. So this is kind of the same thing. Giving a haste to any creature, so I mean, that can that can make a lot of difference. You could equip it to you know, equip it to some little dork with some special abilities, and just get them, you know, get their shit going immediately.
4: Absolutely, it'll be definitely oh, even.
3: Even in that, that artifact type deck I was talking about, I mean, if you're able to tap your guys for two colorless mana, it means you pay one to equip it to a guy to get two mana out of it. <laughs> you know, because now he's got haste, and the guy who just came into play this turn can actually, you know, tap for mana. Oh, wow. So, yeah, doubling up on mana. Nothing wrong with that. Just start getting, yeah, it's just, you know, there's a lot of interaction with, with a lot of this stuff. And for the equip cost, I mean, you could, yeah, you could... You could bring in like three Eldrazi tokens and and do each one of them, you know, because you could just equip it, move it, equip it, move it, equip it, and give them haste, tap them, and get the more mana and equip it to some of the next guy. So, I think having having haste on a on a one equip artifact is is pretty nice, and it's one one, so hard to complain about that. Well, not at all. So, was there yeah. anything else? Uh You know, those are the ones that really I thought were pretty pretty cool. Um, you know, obviously, there's lots of awesome cards going on, but, uh, you know, everyone's talking about those a lot, so. I forgot to talk about ones that people probably aren't too interested in. The other thing is the main card that I really noticed got revealed was the, uh, the white, uh, the white sorcery, one white, one colorless, and, uh, exile, target, artifact, or enchantment. And that, yep. just, that revoke existence, yeah, exile, target, artifact, or enchantment. for It's a sorcery, so it's not, it's not fast like, uh, uh, naturalizes, but uh, it exiles. So,
4: and that so. was one of the cards I was going to talk about because it in this format where enchantments and you know artifacts are going to be so prevalent to have something that exiles instead of putting it into your graveyard, which
3: means yeah. that when you play your Sun Titan, it comes back out. Seems like everyone's going to need a lot of two for ones because even even in decks that uh, aren't like. Artifact centric. They're still going to have artifacts just because I mean they're just so fucking good, yep. you know. And you know there's there's so many great cards that require metalcraft in pretty much every color. You know, Glint Hawk. Um, you know that he's he's just a he's a oh uh, he doesn't he's not in metalcraft but he uses artifacts. You know he's a one cast and cost two two flyer, and you just have to return an artifact to your hand. So, I mean, if you can throw down, uh you know, a Mox on your first turn, just return it to your hand, play this guy for one, now you got 2-2 Flyer on turn one. You know, it's hard to go wrong with something like that. Nope. Yeah, there's, he just, is just... there's just tons and tons of great Metalcraft guys. So, there's that 2, yeah, 2-2 for 2, like a White Knight type creature, and he gets Double Strike if you have Metalcraft. I mean, for 2? Yes. So, there's... There's definitely lots of interesting
4: combinations out there that you can play with that, with the tinker, with the cheap ones. I mean, even if you think about it, you play a 1st turn Basilisk Collar. Yeah. If you're playing a standard deck, you know, it costs one. It costs one to equip. You know what I mean? You've got, you know, right away you have your, you know... No,
3: Collar's two to equip. It's one to equip. Oh, two to equip.
4: One to cast, two equip. That's fine. But first turn, you have Basilisk Collar out there right away. Right. There's an instant threat that they have to recognize. And then the next turn, you play something that leads you to the road of Metalcraft. Uh, You know, they're going to have to do something. You want them to make decisions on do I want to knock out the guy's creatures? Do I want to knock out their artifacts? What's the balance they're going to make on this? And something, a big threat like that. Like basilisk collar can force someone early to say, "Okay, I'm going to blow one to destroy this artifact, artifact right away, get this off the board," and so he's swinging at me.
3: It's yeah. going to be interesting. It it definitely will. I, I'm 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 excited to see all the new decks. You know, someone's doing the mirror deck. Um, I'm not sure. I don't I don't think the mirrors are themselves are actually good enough to put in many decks. Though it is. I mean, it's a two two for. Oh, they are they are two twos, right? 2-2 two two for 2, and then they produce one-color mana?
4: Yeah, and then there's a series of them that you can cover 1-1s, yeah, one.
3: One and then, you know... Well, you I mean, there's them- all those, but, I mean, if you're not actually... Like, if if you just have a little bit of um, Metalcraft in your deck, right? Like, say you're a red deck with Metalcraft, right? And you want Metalcraft because there's that awesome lightning bolt thing, whatever it is, The is. Uh, uh, let's see if I can find it again. Galvanic Blast. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's one one casting cost, deals two damage to a creature or player, and if you have Metalcraft, it's four. So, four for one. So, I mean, if you can add enough artifacts to be able to get that kind of stuff online to your red deck, and, and meanwhile, still, you know, be aggro enough, you know, and having a 2-2 that produces mana is good, you know, like, well, it's not that good, but, I mean, it's, he's a 2-2, he can attack if you need him to, he can produce the mana if you need him to, he could, you know... You get Koth, get Koth online on turn turn 3, you know, get him online to turn early with just a mirror. Um, I don't know, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Everflowing Chalice is going to be sick for, for all those Artifact decks. Well,
4: I bought a lot of them ahead of time, and that is one that's going to spike up tremendously because of Trinket Mage.
3: Yeah, well, it's, a, Mage, it's uncommon, it's a, right?
4: Tr- yeah.
3: Everflowing Chalice is uncommon, so shouldn't I mean, it may go up to a couple bucks or something. If that, but... Uncommons I, that cost more than 25 cents is a good thing. Yeah, oh, I, I remember remember Path Exiles were like $4. So, I don't know what they are now, but... I don't know either, but... So we'll see, f- I, didn't, I didn't
4: see them much at the, uh, the, the tournament when they were playing the extended tournament um, online, but... Or on, on the GGS Live, but... Extended
3: again, there was there any like white white decks that would have normally you would have seen it in, or
4: there yeah, well, you would have thought they would have saw the two white weenie decks, but i didn't I wasn't paying that close of attention. They may have had it, but I just didn't see it, and a lot of people yeah. now are fairly no,
3: extra land yeah there's no is there's no better white single white answer in extended right now, is there no, not that I know of, off the top of my head, not no, no,
4: I'm sure we're probably wrong, and we're going to get a ton of hate mails and not nah, so of them. Yeah,
3: Swords of Plowshares wasn't in there, so...
4: No, no Swords of Plowshares, no. Not unless, yeah. the, not unless you bought the... unless
3: you bought the... Asbeth versus Tezzeret, yeah. Yeah.
4: But, I have five cards. Oh, all I comps. I, I think they're kind of fun. And the first one I like in blue is Disperse, which is turn non... Target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. That, could mean, <laughs> that means you can send Jace back to someone's hand
3: That's... for the price of one in a blue. Yeah, that was in... Uh, um, was it was it Morning Tide? I believe so. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. Or 10th edition. Yeah, it was Morning Tide. All I know is,
4: is anything that returns a target non-land permanent to its owner's hand is great. The only thing it would be better is if it was like Into the Royal where you could pay a kicker on it, but that's not in the set. But still, to get it in a sealed, it is an answer to remove an immediate threat off the board right yeah. away.
3: Tempo. And, and 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 when you're playing sealed, people are much more likely to well, I mean, look at the amount of equipment. I mean, you're you're in sealed you're not gonna find any probably uh you know, very many enchantments. I don't even know if there are any auras. Yeah, I guess there's a couple auras. Uh but uh mainly there's gonna be equipment, so people are gonna spend all this mana to equip it to some guy, you know, bring out their beater, equip it with the thing, and then it just gets dispersed. So now they're out two turns worth of like mana and time and you know. They didn't actually lose any cards, but you know, that definitely is a tempo swing if they had to pay the man to bring the guy out and to to equip something onto it and then like didn't do a damn thing with it. Nope, and that makes me happy. Anytime you can put something back in someone's
4: hand for yeah, for a relatively cheap cost, I'm good with that. Speaking of more blue uh screeching Silk Claw, Flying Metalcraft. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, if you control three or more artifacts, that player puts the top four cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Love it and limited. Uh, <laughs> it's only it's only a one damage. Fine. Mill four. You're gonna let it go through again.
3: Another one damage. There's- four more. I got a grindstone, yeah. Best you know, I'm not sure how much, if there's going to be enough mill involved to where, I guess if, if they just had no white answer, or no flying, if they had no answer for it, like if they couldn't get a flying blocker or, or, you know, just kill it, you know, that's definitely going to do it. But that's the problem, that's always the problem with the mill is the fact that, okay, so you mill them down to the last card and they kill you. <laughs> you know, it's like milling, it's like milling's not dealing, you are dealing damage, but it's only one and so you're spending all this time milling when it really milling doesn't do anything unless, you know... Actually, it's probably probably worse. there's are probably more likely to get something to get it back out of the graveyard. So. Well, you got to remember now, if you equip it with the right equipment,
4: now suddenly you attack it with a dark steel axe, and now it's hitting for 3-2 every turn. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, not, uh,
3: it, hey, I'm hey, looking at early, early beatdown... And if I can swing it out where I can... Not limited, up, yeah. or- he's a, he's a one-two flyer for two. So, I mean, he's awesome right there for limited. Um, you know, he's not, not a uh, uh, Pegasus, but, I mean, it's, he's, got a, he's got an ability. I don't think the ability is that relevant, but I guess you could probably throw someone's game off there. If, you, if they see their bomb end up in the graveyard, it would probably discourage them a lot, even though in reality it's all random and you're just as likely to get him closer to his bomb, you know, by milling him. So it's only a psychological thing. They may feel like they're getting, you know, screwed over and really assist, you know. It's just random cards, so you don't know what's there. So unless you actually do mill them, the whole ability is completely irrelevant. I, I like making people feel like... They're I mean, it's, it's a good tactic. I mean, just having a deck that fucks with people, man, just, just makes them feel bad, you know. That's, that's, if you make them feel bad enough to where they make mistakes, I mean, shit. Pff, that's a good deck, man. <laughs>
4: And speaking of making people feel bad, that's my next card, which is in black. It's psychic miasma. I guess that's the best way to pronounce it. Yeah. Yes, target player discards a card. If it's a land card, return it. Return psychic miasma to its owner's hand.
3: And there's a whole like there's a couple of these cards that do that, right? Like, uh, that's, I think there's a lightning bolt one that's similar to that. So that's that's cool. So they're going to discard a relevant card, right? It's not just like oh you made me discard. All right, I don't need this land. It's like or if they're down to their you know if they got one card in their hand and they're just sitting on it right, and now yep. you do this to them, you know is it the answer they're holding on to like they're just waiting to play at the right time, is it a bomb? If it is, you got it, if it's just a land and they're trying to psych you out, you got their next one too <laughs> you know you so. got that,
4: and now it's like, okay, so now I get that card back, and now only do you not only have you stopped the ability for me to think that you have something to stop me if I attack you, now I know you don't have it you don't have the answer and if you do draw a land you're going to play it because you know next turn I'm coming back with that card again at you so yeah i i think it's i think it's a really fun card it's a common you know like i said are these the greatest cards in the world no but in the right format it can help so that's why i liked it a lot so i will go to my next one which is in green which i think is interesting in limited, again, not if this was regular standard, the card I would be using instead of this card would be Vines of Vastwood. But since you're always looking for a way to win and if your opponent doesn't block correctly, you want to use Untamed Might. X in a green. Target creature gets XX until the end of turn. So slap an Infect down. Swing with the Infect. They don't choose to block. Slap Untamed Might on top of it. Pump it up. And now you get stuck with lots more counters. Or if you're defending, and you have the mana sitting back, you play Tabit and kill their creature when they don't think they're going to get their creature through for nothing. It's a useful card, versatile card. Again, it's a common. Doesn't make it the greatest card on the planet, but it does make it
3: somewhat useful. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not as good as like say a Fireball, <laughs> you yeah. know, because because you got attached to the creature, which they can just you know kill. Um, definitely limited. It's going to be sick. It is an instant. Isn't this a isn't this like a re a redo of a card that was already did that? Yeah, they've they've had them in the before where it's X X uh X
4: in a color uh, and you pump it up. Hollow the in black they had Hollow the Moon or Hollow the Wolf or whatever it was. Uh oh, yeah. you could do X in a black and creature. How Howl from
3: Beyond. Howl from Beyond, yes. But that was only that was only X and Zero. Oh, is that only X and Zero? Okay. And zero, well, but it's the same, it's exact same thing in black.
4: So, you know, they've had different numerous pump-up things in the past. I just think, again, it's another cool card for limited. Again, it might not have any relevance. If you're playing it in standard, you're going to play Vines of Asswood because you're going to want to give it 4-4 four, four and to protect it against spells. So that's Yeah, for
3: cool. one. <laughs> Instead yeah, of having oh. to pay five just to get to the same power level, you know. No yeah. kidding. Um, another one I thought that might be interesting in limited
4: because as we're as I'm seeing throughout this, and I'm sure you have too, there aren't too many flyers. Flyers are at a premium. So the artifact I liked was bladed pinons. Again, I'm going to probably butcher it again, people. I'm not an English major. That's why I married a teacher. Um, it is artifact equipment for two equipped. Creature has flying and first strike equipped too. Again, leads you to metal craft. He gives a creature that's a ground based creature flying and first strike, which is always relevant because first strike is always a good thing to have.
3: It's uh, it's simple and like you said, like the in a in limited where there's not that many flyers, that's gonna be a huge it's gonna make a huge difference. I mean the first strike isn't, you know, irrelevant either, but uh definitely when you're getting to an air battle, first strike's gonna help out. But I mean there there really isn't that much anti air stuff that I see at all. No. Or even not really air- or even just air, f- like flying creatures in general. Yeah, anything that gives you flying
4: in a limited format here seems very, very powerful. I, I envision a lot of ground games happening where people are, I've got six and you've got six and we're gonna stare at each other and try to figure out who can get through first. I believe that's, that's what I see coming up. I also see a lot of games going to time, which is bad. But that's just mm-hmm. my opinion on it.
3: Uh, another one I liked it's pretty aggressive like all the like all the all the mana dorks like everyone's gonna be having all these weird little guys but they're all gonna be little guys so um I don't really I don't know if I saw any sweepers like real sweepers Uh, uh, no not real like not real board sweepers
4: any sweepers I, like
3: any any two for ones even i mean I would have to I would have to go through it again there's no like look. destroy two artifacts or destroy you know two artifacts or one artifact and enchantment or anything it's just all like a one for one no I believe there's a green let me
4: verify that real quick I believe there's a green
3: that's three and a green oh there's well there is the uh that artifact uh that when it comes into play, it's six casting costs. When it comes into play, all your opponent's or target player's creatures get minus one, minus one, and then it's got the proliferate on it for four. Yeah. So, but there's, I mean, I guess with infect, you know, a lot of the creatures are going to get smaller a lot faster because they're just going to get eaten away by infect and minus tokens and, and stuff like that. Hang on a second. I mean, there's, there's plenty of removal that have additional effects on them. You know there's just yeah. there's tons of those where you will you will do a single target attack, but then you get some other added benefit um but yeah, I'm not seeing anything that's really uh well there's the the uh the bomb, the ratchet bomb oh well yeah uh, and that the, thing's, yeah. that thing's pretty cool, like especially in constructed i that's gonna be in a lot of sideboards, I think' because anytime someone plays a lot of tokens, I mean you just sweep their tokens like the to turn you can pay two and sweep all their tokens. <laughs> or you can pay two and just start getting it online, and then, you know, they think, oh, well, it's going to take them five more turns, or, you know, it's three more turns before you can kill my Titan, or something like that, or, you know, whatever the whatever the biggest threat is. Um, but then you can proliferate, you know? <laughs> so Well, the sad thing is, the only
4: board sweeper is Elspeth, really. And that's hitting her ultimate. Yeah,
3: destroy all other permanents except for lands and tokens. There's you no know, like, there's no like red like like mini deck. Well, that's, and that's kind of I mean, there was so many mirrors and stuff. You know, not many things would live through a pyroclasm. No, you know, no, and and that's what people are forgetting
4: is, is they're they're putting all these decks together, thinking, oh, I can, I can put this mirror deck together, or I can put all this little thing together. Uh, red is salivating for this.
3: Oh no, the, the mirror, the mirrors, the mana mirrors are one ones, two twos. Yeah. Huh? So, yeah, so think- that's horrible. That's even worse. That means you can just use like a marsh casualties and take them all out. You know, it is. It's definitely interesting because you're going to
4: have a lot of people thinking, looking at it forward. Uh, you know, instead of looking, you're going to build from what you have and use this as supplement. A lot of people are looking at it. You're using this to start, and the stuff that. We have to supplement, which is the wrong way to look at it.
3: You know, I, I yeah. I well, when you're when you're reading these, when you're reading these uh, the pre-releases here, you're it's like you're seeing all the cards next to each other, so you yep. see exactly how they all interact. You know, oh, here's the artifacts. Look at how many artifacts there are. Oh, I want to play like seven different, you know, equipments. Like, look at all these equipments. I want to play all this. I want to play all that. You know, you're gonna pick some of the stuff you like, and then you're gonna add the best cards to it because you're still gonna play lightning bolt. You're still gonna play all the good cards that are good now. I mean you know, anything that's not shards is gonna be, you know, there's Titans still. Everyone's gonna be playing Titans. You know. Yep. Yeah, everyone's gonna be playing Jace. Um, you know. Really we just lose Jund. <laughs> so which is about fifty percent of the players, so maybe we'll actually Dex. see some new decks. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah, no kidding. So until so the twelve year olds can't go out and make top eights. Uh yeah. That doesn't bother me at all, man. Fucking, he got there, man. He got there. He deserves it. He deserves it more than everybody else who didn't make top eight, because he won. I mean... Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just happen to ride it, because I do. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish I wish, wish I, I wish I was, like, winning tournaments when I was that young. I wasn't even playing tournaments. I was just, like, you know... Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think when I started. I guess uh, I was in junior high when I started playing Magic, so... We were playing Kitchen Table, and
4: everybody else was trying to, you know, I mean, you know, uh, Paulo has been, I mean, he's like, I think he's 22, 23, and, I
3: mean, he's logged so many tournaments at that age. You think about it, you know. He's more experienced than a lot. I mean, I I, you know, I started playing then, but, I mean, I took so much time off, and, you you know, I just don't, it's like I have other things on my mind a lot of the time, so it's like magic is is very cool and you know I just can't focus that much on it and that's you know that's why it's nice to you know to be able to do that to just have be all focus all your time just on it and then you you'll win more because you just have the time to focus on it you know that's why once you're a pro you're pretty much always going to be a pro because you just don't have to you know you can spend more time just focusing on it well that's that's the other thing i want
4: to talk about most people that play magic on most people that play magic are kind of like you and i when it comes to it you play it it's a lot of fun you do it then there's times you pull yourself away because you have other things in life you need to deal with my case it's kids your case it's women uh you know it's it's one of those things that it comes and goes and you can uh kind of you know it flows it ebb and flows there are peaks like right now or you know i'm obviously really heavy in the magic i mean hell i'm I usually, I usually I usually <laughs> I usually play I
3: usually play more during like the fall and stuff you know summertime it's summertime you know I like to go outside you know but yeah in the fall and especially in the falls when all the cool sets are coming up you know it's like the grand prix in our area you know it's like it's almost it's almost been a cycle like that because I've always been like like I was really into I was really into Zandikar. like I was really into shards I got tons of shards like tons of shards and then just like barely got any. Uh, you know, a uh, Alar, no, no, was it Alar Reborn? Yep. Or Conflux? Yeah, Alar and Conflux. Alar and then a lot, you know, and then you know, not very much Not very much of the second two in the block at all, you know. And then, you know, it's come back, it's like, start playing again, and it's like, oh, it's like M11, and now we're like Razzidi Eldrazi, you know. Or not Razzidi Eldrazi, what the hell am I talking about?
4: Hey, coming back to Rise of Eldrazi is a <laughs> really fun way to start, I think, really. Cause, you, know, you know, I,
3: I don't, I've, I literally have, like, probably, you know, maybe, maybe like, 90 Rise of the Eldrazi cards, like, probably not even that many. I think I've done, like, maybe one draft, and that's pretty oh. much, like, so I got, I got a couple cards or something, or I don't remember what exactly what I did. I might have done, like, a pre-release or something, but it's like, I just don't have, like, the good cards in there, and I keep going back, and I'm like, you know... Seeing all these new cards, they're all well, they're new to me. It's like, oh wow, I didn't even realize this like Everflowing Chalice was there. It's like that's that's a good card, you know. So speaking of the pre-release, are you going? Oh yeah, yeah, we're going. Uh, well, I'm I'm going Sunday. If uh, Tandis like you know gets over the herpes I gave him, then he'll uh, probably come too.
4: You must stop sending that stuff in the mail. You know that's yeah. a federal offense. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs>
3: Oh no! And actually, like, I, I mean, saw- who who would who would open an envelope that says "ride the Thoctar and then just like rub it in his face? I mean, what a it.
4: <laughs> he just wanted your essence. He saw
3: the the the, the, the wool in there, and he's like, "Oh, is this wool? Hmm. Oh, I got herpes."
4: Oh, uh, good thing he can't defend himself tonight. That's uh, I good. know. Hey,
3: I listened I listened to the end of last week's show. Man, he's all like trying to poke some shit at me. It's like, fuck you. Say that, say that when I'm here, bitch. <laughs> now he's not oh. here, man, now, so he can suck it. Oh. my
4: <laughs> Well, God. Speaking of something else that I found that was fun that they had brought back, real quick, brought back, Arrest. You remember that one, right? A chain of creature can't attack or block and its activated abilities can't be activated? Um, I don't remember it, but I I did see it. Yeah, Rest is a real fun card, and it's an Aura. And um, myself, I have the, for fun, remember, uh, non-competitive Aura deck, where it involves the um, green creature that gets plus one, plus one for every Aura on play, and you can't block it unless your power is equal to its. And I love that deck. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's the Leech
3: or something, uh, the black-green. Five toss. No, no, he he's, no, no, he's, no, he's
4: straight green. It's from a couple sets ago. Uh, he's just uh, he's just a green two two, but it, he gets one one for each R in play. And I have it in a green white deck where I can just have fun locking down people and throwing pacifisms on them. And then now I can. Do you have a uh, on Do you
3: have
4: yeah. Zer? Do you have Zer in there? No, I, I don't go. I I tried to keep it current and I tried to keep it. Uh, legal, uh, as much as I can. That's one of the problems I have right now is I have a lot of decks, I make a lot of decks, I try to keep them as current as possible, but it's so tempting just to reach back and go, look at that nice card. I could put that one in this deck, and I could put that one in this deck, and that one, and then all suddenly my blue-white deck, which was legal, all suddenly now is completely not legal, and is a nightmare to play because it has all these cards from the past that just really screw around with things, so.
3: Yeah, that's that's the way I was actually sorting out my cards this weekend, just, like, watching TV and just sorting them because they're just, like, totally messed up. And now I at least have them arranged by set, not by, like, color or anything, but just, like, the right, all the same sets in the same box. And it's, like, my standard is getting pretty slim. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, like, all my good, like, a lot of the good cards are rotating out, you know, just stuff I've been using a lot, so.
4: I've seen a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of
3: people already
4: excited about like we talked about before building decks and stuff like that and you know granted at the re- at the pre-release sure it'd be nice if we sat there and popped open a cough or something like that oh my but, god yeah, well mm, you that's why I, just make, a,
3: I just make a red yeah that's why I make a red cough deck i mean there's no reason not to no and and there is
4: very good possibilities that in red you could it would have to be more of an aggro deck than it were it could still be a heavy aggro deck but not with as much obviously spell damage as you would normally get from different things and you know obviously you don't have the tramp ball lightning anymore and you don't have the four four flyer that comes back from the graveyard. But there are some good substitutes in that deck and I don't know if you have that card, but it's a one and three red. It's a Cyclops warrior that you Attack with it. It does its damage to another creature equal to its current power. And I think that would be a really nice card as a substitute in that deck too. And I mean, there are millions of possibilities right that, out there, and there are people that are putting decks together right now as we speak. And he's a goblin. He's a one-one goblin for one. And no, 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 You're it, looking. You're looking at the current set. I'm oh. going backwards. I'm going backwards.
3: Have uh, well, you seen yeah, that, that guy? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One one th- a one color a one colorless or one red and one one and then you just pay a colorless and two red and he deals damage equal to his power. So I mean just throw on like uh I don't know, oh what's that 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 red artifact? The Trigon, the Trigon of Rage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it so three, you bring two. Trigon out for two, pay another two, give it three. Well I guess that takes five, that's a lot. Uh, there's definitely better ways to do it, though. Well, Darksteel Axe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a real simple one. Slap, slap. We talked
4: about this and on Monday, and we said it's a nice card. But here's the thing: the one and two red is the is the issue. It's the it's the one and two red. So we talked about it. If it was one and red, it would be too powerful. Because then you could cast it over and over and over and over again, potentially. You know what I mean? You could get enough mana, you could cast it, and all suddenly you could be hitting things for
3: 3, 3, 3, 3 and killing people. I mean, so. You use Koth, right? I mean, you don't, yeah. It's going to be pretty hard not to get 9 mana with Koth. No. My thought was, instead
4: of it being 1 and 2 red, if it was just 2 red, it could still be a very powerful card, but not without losing it. Yeah, I like it, but the problem yeah. again, it's, it's not a com- it's not an uncommon. It's a uh, rare.
3: Yeah, I mean, I got uh, sandwich. He's he does a, a goblin deck that he's you know trying to keep standard. So he's definitely probably interested in that. Oh no, I don't keep my goblin deck standard. There's no way I keep. it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, else, so man. many
4: so many good goblin cards through the years. You know, absolutely the. Uh, you want to talk about that being funny? You had, uh, you had, where was it? The one that we talked about a lot on Monday, and I think, and I think you like it too, because it also has the funny name is Tunnelingus. I like Tunnelingus. Everybody, and maybe that's what you gave, maybe that's what you gave Tangent. Oh tangent. my God.
3: So, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think so, man. Uh, yeah, so but check it out man. Goblin Gavalier, he's that one one trample for one, right? And whenever he gets equipment attached to him, he gets plus two plus zero. I mean, that's you just slow, throw that lens on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, Both one
3: cast it costs like turn two you just you just equip it and attack, <laughs> you know? You can block my three one trample every turn or you know, <laughs> you know Probably gonna, your die, you guys gonna die, and still take a little trample damage. Plus, you know, if you actually block, I mean, you know, now I'm getting two cards, so they're just gonna take it. I mean, that's pretty aggro for red. Yes, and again, the cost of it is one red. One, uh, yeah, one, one, and ante- two colorless. I mean,
4: he's a lot of fun. The one, the one I would like to get in my pool if I happen to play red is the Horde Smelter Dragon, four and two red. Creature Dragon, uh, pay three and a red, destroy target artifact. It gets X plus zero to end the turn, which is that artifact's converted mana cost. Uh, any way to pump up my creature by destroying something of yours, and my guy gets bigger, and he's flying, I will take that. I, I This is I'd one of the dragons that I really get excited about because it actually has an ability, instead of saying... I'm going to give myself X plus zero, it's, I'm going to give myself X plus zero, but I'm going to destroy something that's relevant to you.
3: Right. Yeah, I I actually like that quite a bit. He would be
4: nice to have at the end of the game. Definitely, no doubt about it. Uh, They they need one like that, but one that
3: destroys lands. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Destroy X amount of lands. (laughs) Not X amount of lands, destroy target land and, you know probably just destroy target land would be fine. <laughs> I don't think it would need anything else but make it like, you know, two black. Two black, four colorless, like six casting costs. Same as this guy essentially. You know. Same casting costs just instead. I don't know.
4: You need to stop giving away secrets to their next set. That's the problem. See you're already building cards for the next set for them already. See? Oh yeah. Well I think another one that
3: could work that oh that was at speaking of that. I was actually thinking they need to come like one of the next sets needs to come with uh something that just removes counters, like something like proliferate like you know, devastate or something and just every everything like everything you choose loses a counter. Or even just oh. I I would I would like to see something that just you know removes one counter from everything. <laughs> you know? Well, I think just it a, was... like a sorcery, like a three casting cost black sorcery. It just removes a counter from everything. I
4: believe it was Shadowmore that had the one casting cost blue or black move target counters from one creature to another. Mm hmm. Oh, man, would that be fun now. Boo, target creature. Time,
3: time Spiral had the clock spinning, which wow. was. Which is one blue, and you could add or remove a counter to anything that has counters. So you can just you now you can just you just choose one to go up or down for one blue it's an instant and then you could pay there's like three for buyback so you could pay four and pretty much just you know keep using it over and over again. Oh yeah, <laughs> wow! Yeah, that considering that's a
4: and it's an instant that's a yeah. beautiful thing. That's it's a odd.
3: beautiful thing. Like it was the same era where they had all the suspend cards and stuff, you know. So you could start grabbing spells out of suspend with it, you know every turn you're just taking the counters off faster, and, yeah.
4: Wow. Well, yeah, we'll but but, that.
3: That, but, like, yeah, I like that ability, it's a great card, but, and this, you know, use it on some of these other, you know, the newer decks would be pretty awesome. Just some, could come, uh, some more stuff that manipulates the things, you know, proliferate's pretty extreme, I mean, anyone who makes a proliferate deck's just gonna, you know, as long as they have, you know, relevant proliferate cards out, like, just levelers, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of great cards out there. Well,
4: yeah, them. and then you got to remember there are still planeswalkers. Parts. Yeah,
3: all the artifacts with charge counters on them. I mean, there's
4: lots of possibilities out there, especially for people to do lots of lots of crazy stuff. I, like I said, there are, there are enough answers, but not
3: the way no, you would think. Yeah, there's not any global answers, really. It's all it's all pretty. And there's not any, very many two-for-ones, you know, not, like, real good ones. I will tell you one that might be interesting, but the problem is is
4: I think a lot of people fade towards this color, is in green they have Bellowing bellowing tangleworm, Intimidate. This creature cannot be blocked except by artifact creatures and or creatures that share a color with it. Other green creatures you control have Intimidate, and it's a 4-4 four, for four, 5. Oh, wow. And, you know, it doesn't have trample. But if you give it, you give green creatures, you give other green creatures, intimidate, and then say next turn, you play our pre-release card, Future which has trample and haste and infect. Now, all suddenly, if you don't have a green or an artifact creature, you're not blocking him, and he rolls through for five infect counters on you. So, yeah,
3: I mean, you know, just, even gonna... if you get all the little, the little small infect guys out, then you bring them in, and now they're you know. They've been hitting him and now you're getting some blockers out and then he comes in and then you just keep attacking with the little other infect guys, you know. Keep your four four back to block.
4: I was trying I was trying to make an infect deck today as far as when you asked me to make a deck. And the one card that I saw that would work real well with the Vines of Astwood is the next one right below it, which is Tangle Angler. Which is Infect and Tiger Creature blocks Tangle Angler if available, it's a one five. Well, if you attack with him, you're not going to really want to block him because he's only doing one damage. Throw vines of vastwood on it. Now he's a five nine, and now hits you for five counters.
3: Absolutely, there are going to be there are going to be many ways to cheat. I mean, yeah, isn't isn't there like a one one infect for one? Yep, and there's
4: a. Uh, I believe it's in black. Oh no, there's a there's an artifact that creates uh, green one one infect creatures. On there, too. And also, there's also a, um, uh, in uh, in green, it's expensive, it's uh, two and two green, uh, Tijad the Fallen, Elf Warrior, Protection from Artifacts, Infect, 3-1. Protection from Artifacts? Yes, which is very relevant in this case. And the one, since he's an elf, if you've noticed, the elves, there are enough elves that you could make a fairly decent limited deck with the elves. The the renegade leader if you'd happen to pull him, where he gives it gives it overrun if you spend two and three green. Well, you know, if you give one that can't block you can't be blocked by artifacts and you give it overrun you know, or like the Azuri's Brigade, which is Metalcraft, he gets, you know, four four and trample. Well you make him eight eight <laughs> you know, eight eight and then pump him up three three, well now he's an eleven eleven trample. Okay. I'm just saying there's there's gonna be lots of interesting combinations and decks that are gonna be made based on what you get. I oh, think it's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. I think I think if you're a green player, you got lots of fun cards. And even if you don't like the fact that that the Putrid Facts goes away, to be able to play a five-casting-cost Trample Haste card, Haste, mm-hmm. on green, well,
3: is critical. Well, well the, the fact is, it, uh, it only puts poison counters on the players. It does not deal damage to the players. Yes. So you're just, you know, if you put five tokens on them, it's like, you gotta make sure you get something, you gotta have more than that. Well, and there is. I, You, you can do it when you, yeah. If you're doing draft, you can definitely get it. I don't know if we're gonna be able to get any during the pre-release. You know, I guess it depends on how good your infect cards are. Well, you have to
4: remember, in black, they have the one that gives target creature one zero and infect.
3: Well, plus if you get a couple of proliferate cards with your infectors and stuff, I mean, you could you could probably do a pretty good job with some infect. Yeah.
4: Um, it, it, there's definitely lots of opportunities out there. Oh, carrying call. Three in a green. Put two green, uh, two one one green insect creatures tokens with infect onto the battlefield, and it is it's another way to get to where you need to get to. Uh, the card again, I get back to that. I thought was a lot of fun. That I don't know. I I I see it happening in primeval titan decks. I don't think people will play it because it costs too damn much. But if you can get out a Legion of the Tangle, which is a 6-2 green 8-8 eight, eight trample, when he deals combat damage you may choose any number of target lands you control and put an awakening counter on them. Each of them becomes an 8-8 eight, eight green elemental. As long as it has an awakening counter on it,
3: they are still lands. Yeah, so man. Fine. That's, that, I'm, <sighs> that card is already slaughtered for my elemental deck. You know? oh if he comes
4: out and he hits once, the next uh, turn it's over. Because you're yeah. not going to be able to stop
3: now, potentially, 9 eight Like, compare him to, you know, just like a Titan. You know, Titans are 6-casting costs and they do something when they come into play. This guy doesn't do anything until he attacks, which in Construct is going to be pretty hard. Well, except that, well, no, okay, but he's 8. So if you had 9 mana, you could attach that one uh, equipment and give him, you know, plus 1, plus 1 in haste. So, I mean, there's that possibility, but 9 mana, is a, you know, that's a big... That's a lot. That's a lot, man. With Primeval? If you have 9 mana, you should be able to win faster than that, I think. I don't know.
4: Probably true. But I'm just saying, it's it's going to be... That Legion of the Tangle is going to be a very fun
3: card. Oh, wow. Well, I and mean, mean people, Incandescent like Soulstoke. Incandescent Soulstoke, you bring him out on, I mean... With my deck, I have birds of paradise, so it's like turn one, turn one birds turn two incandescent soul stoke it's like turn three, lead of the tangle you know, <laughs> trample haste, you know um the way I'd always do it, I would use uh uh nova chaser, okay, use nova chaser and champion uh champion the the soul stoke and then uh swing in. And I, you know, I was two to do the Soul Stoke, and I had four mana on turn three, so it was Bird's Paradise, Incandescent, Soul Stoke, Nova Chaser, and Double Cleave. So I just went <laughs> on turn three, and there's actually a better card to do that with now, um, which is, which is uh, Assault Strobe, which is just a one red, and target creature gets double strike till on the turn. It's a Sorcery, though, which uh, Double Cleave was a was a instant, so... This one's just you know lower you know cheaper and it's a sorcery speed but I mean that's when you really want to use it anyways, you know. Double strike's kind of good for killing creatures and stuff that are blocking, but you're really only using first strike at that point unless you're trading. So, in your elemental deck, how many Nova Chasers do you run? Oh, like two. Okay, two or maybe <laughs> maybe three. Uh, probably, okay. probably I think two, because uh, you have uh, the Harbingers. Four Harbingers just fish them right up, you know. Oh, man. So you can just, you know, it's like turn, turn one Harbinger and you know, just turn two Smoke braider and you know, just, just start powering shit out. Throwing Mold Drifters at, at you. It's like, here you go. Here's a Hasted Drifter Take three damage and I'll draw two cards. Oh, he's <laughs> in the graveyard. Oh, just came back with Revelark. That's too bad. Oh, hasted, Hasted Revelark. Attacking for five.
4: Brings two guys that- out of the graveyard. That is going to be, that would be hysterical just because of the fact that you could...
3: I yeah, it's such a fun deck, you know. And, and you know, I'm actually, like, this is the first time that my cards are actually current with, stand, or with Extended. Um, when I got back into it, it was about the time Morning Tide was coming out, like right before Morning Tide came out was when I got back into it. So Extended yep. has been all these sets and sets and sets that I just didn't know about, you know. I had some, a little bit of time spiral and stuff. But, you know, nothing really before that. That whole block, I had some, you know, just some stuff. But, uh, yeah, now it's like, this is the first time, now it's just Lorwyn, right? I mean, Lorwyn and M10 and Shards. Um, I mean, well, that's
4: I extended.
3: think
4: Lorwyn's Lauren, no, gone, I think. No, wait, Lorwyn no, isn't. You're
3: right, you know, it isn't, because fairies. But, you can still uh, play fairies. 10th edition's gone, too. So it's just literally, it's just Lorwyn, M10, and Shards, is extended and then you know we're we're Zendikar M11 and uh Eldr- or scars so the other the other thing
4: you were talking about about building an infect deck which which infect, there deck. is a an infect deck infect, infect deck, deck. deck 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 the combination of hand of the the hand of the Praetors, which is a zombie infect other creatures you control with infect get plus 1 plus 1 and whenever you cast a creature spell with Infect, target player gets a poison counter. Uh, combine that with Ikator Rats, which is Infect, when it comes to the battlefield, each player gets a poison counter. Oh. So literally,
3: Ikor Rats, sorry.
4: Uh, not an English major.
3: <laughs> you added, added a whole extra syllable, like, I don't know, like extra consonants, like Ikator or something, right? Eh.
4: If you play <laughs> the hand and then come back with Ikator, rats, you can literally give them two poison counters and give yourself one, but if I'm doing a two-for-one, that's the two-for-one I want to (laughs) do. Two poison to you, one to me. Two poison to you, one to me. And there are abilities and there are ways to bounce stuff, you know, like if you're playing blue-black with that and you return the creature to your hand and next turn you play it again and give him two more poison counters. It can be a very fun way of cheating your way to 10 and killing them. I'm just wondering how many people are actually going to build a
3: straight, I mean, it's got, it's got to be black-green, right? Like black-green and artifacts?
4: Yeah, oh, yeah, black-green. Or I mean, if you use blue, you can bounce stuff. You know what I mean? You have the ability to bounce stuff and... Get some unblockable going on.
3: Yes, because if you would give, say, the the... But with green it's pretty easy to splash any colors you want. I mean you can go two color with green. You know.
4: That's true. Only, I only
3: use green for some ramp and like, you know, whatever just like the very best infect creatures are. Yeah, the the other the yeah, you combine that
4: with the stitlick the blight dragon. You know, the one the only flying major big flying infect, which he's cool, and then tainted strike. I mean there is a way of making Probably a semi-interesting mono-black Infect deck. You can do it, because all the Infect creatures get plus one, plus one, and the hand, the hand of Praetors is not a lord. So you could run four of them. <laughs> so, hi there, I have four of these. All my creatures the Infect get plus one, plus one. <laughs> So put out the rats, and now he's a six-five infect. I, it, there's definitely possibilities to make it happen, and there are lots of ways to, you know, there's just lots of fun cards. I mean, and, like they,
3: the, and the infectability is wither to creatures, so you're. It's like it's easy to just like you know attrition down there, you know, just through the meat. Even if they have big enough guys, it's like you can just chew through them until you get past them, you know. So. That that takes wall that takes that
4: the wall of uh, omens and can reduce a wall real quick if you're putting
3: Minus one, minus one counters on it quickly. Yeah. You know, I mean, but that's exactly what you want wall of omens to do. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Draw a card and sit there and absorb damage from shit, you know. I guess it would be better if, you know, it wasn't getting minus one, but I mean it's better than taking da- you know, taking tokens, so
4: yeah, that's true. I just think there's. I think there's many fun cards in black. You could make a solid infect deck if you had the right cards in black. You know, again, I'm getting. I'll go back to it again because I really like the card. Is Tain and Strike? Uh, the only thing that would make it better is if it had rebound. <laughs> yeah, give target creature one zero infect and make it rebound. But no, yeah, they don't do you
3: know, one card I found kind of interesting was uh, Turn to Slag, which is a. Uh, it's a five casting cost sorcery, uh three and uh, red red, and deals five damage to target creature and destroy all equipment attached to it. So it's kind of a two for one, like you can kill the creature and the and the equipment with one spell for five. Wow, man. Know, it's five yeah, it's five, but I mean it's a two for one. I mean you get you get a you kill a Baneslayer angel. <laughs> I mean, and just destroy any equipment. Yeah, Gonna, I think there's probably going to be quite a bit of equipment out there. I mean, it's going to be a lot of creatures. I mean, I don't. Where, where's a control deck without shards? I mean, are, are there any? What's your real control cards in here? I mean, uh, you, you have a uh, you have an arrest, which is just like really just a a, a worse uh, O-ring, right? It's like it's the same cost as O-ring and only attaches to creatures. Remember,
4: uh, it's the substitute for O-ring now, but
3: it, it prevents uh, the activated heads. abilities. Yeah, it prevents the activated abilities, but maybe better if it's just out of play. <laughs> you know? Why have it in play in the first place? Because, I mean, if it's, if you can't arrest, you can't arrest that lord. I mean, you can. He can't attack anymore, but I mean, he gives 1-1 to all the creatures. I mean, that's, you can't, like, passive abilities are still fine.
4: Yeah, but still, it's, it's its only way of removal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's its, I mean, I it's only thought- removal you know, like I said, if you're going to play True Removal, then you're going to run Elspeth, and you're going to wipe the board, except for lands and tokens. Yeah. I think a white token deck
3: I, I was very thinking powerful. I was thinking, I was almost, because I saw the the one card, uh, what is it, the True Conviction, which is uh, you know, three colorless, white, 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 so six casting cost, and for an enchantment, all your creatures, all creatures you control have Double Strike and Lifelink. I was thinking ling. like a yeah, I mean, it's like green-white tokens with, you know, some green ramp in there to ramp up to that stuff. Um, You know, Lotus Cobra, Amiria Angel, you know, Garrick. You know, just get, by some, the time you- get some stuff going and just, you know, eventually it's like, well, true conviction. I mean, with Lotus Cobra, if if, they do, if it does Lotus Cobra does they have to remove Lotus Cobra. I mean, they pretty much have to. Um mm-hmm. You know, because you can't deal with things like, you know, turn three Titans... <laughs> You know, I mean, I did that to tangent just just the other day with my that gra- uh, black green landfall deck I have with Omnixilis and it's got a couple Grave Titans and stuff. It's just like turn three Grave Titan, then no, I turned four Grave Titan too, so it really messed him up. But it was just like you you know, you can ramp that fast. You Thanks for the twelve, twelve
4: in creatures. That and you with had.
3: everflowing chalice, I mean, just how f- I mean, artifacts would be able to get out- outrageous amounts of mana. Imagine if you got two of them. I mean, you just you know, you bring one out kind of earlier to get some more stuff out, more stuff out, and then like late game you drop another one. I mean, well, the fun after thing that mana it- to pump into it, it's like, oh, look at this. Now I'm just you know, I don't know. You can get some outrageous stuff. All the Eldrazi's. I mean, all is dust. <laughs> Ouch. All is, all is dust. I mean, that's, I think that card is going to see a lot of play because. Oh, yeah. You, all is dust
4: in an Elspeth deck with Elspeth in there and wiping the board and putting tokens out there and then psh, everything but tokens lives. You know, you're, you're really talking about some fun stuff. I was looking at, uh, for multiplayer, uh, when you combine the, the lovely, uh, Venzer, the sunger. I thought of a really neat card to exile if you were playing, because those games take longer when you're playing multiplayer and attacking people from different directions. Oh, yeah, man. It, you get Venser out there, and you want to exile a target permanent you control. Well, the target permanent that I thought you would want to exile, because it's just it's it's just a real pain in the ass to play, is Sunblast Angel. <laughs> so you exile it, it, comes back into play, will destroy all tapped creatures again. I'll exile it. <laughs> I'll bring it back into play again. I'll destroy all tapped creatures. There's <laughs> actually not. There are quite a,
3: there are quite a few uh, creatures here that I mean not. I mean you can do it to lands to get your land untapped. I mean you can do it, do it to anything, which yep. is what's so good about it. So, you know, minus two tokens on your on your bits and just pop it back up to five at the end of the turn. You know, it's like I mean yeah, no. just just everything just seems. I mean arrest. You know, you move that arrest, move the arrest over to the to the tougher creature. You know, yeah. And people weren't
4: looking at that first when they thought about that because they're thinking, oh, you know, oh, why do I want to get rid of my permanents? Well, you're not. Again, we were not looking at the whole set, which was the first problem. And second of all, is is we weren't looking at combinations that could really, really help you. What you know, like what in blue and white could you use to
3: you'd yeah, want to I mean. have recur? Compare Arrest to Journey to Nowhere. I mean, Journey to Nowhere is just better, I think. Yeah,
4: because it exiles target creature. I, mean, I agree the,
3: with that. The only time it would, isn't better is if it's got some kind of Revlark ability or, you know, or if you think it's going to get destroyed and the guy's going to come back and, you know, do something again when it comes back into play, but I don't know. Well, the <laughs> we were funny. We were talking about
4: artifact decks. And especially yours, and I have a real fun artifact deck that I really love, and I think it's gonna, it, it's already ridiculous now, I, and the only other one that's gonna make it more ridiculous, and I'm trying to find it right now, and I apologize, is the one that equals to, its power and strength equals to all the artifacts you currently control. Where the hell is it? He? Um. Oh, from shards? Uh, Master no, 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 no! It's it's a current one right now. It's one in the set. Yeah, Master and Ethereum I like, but it's currently in this set too. Where'd go? Where go? Um, great, great radio, great, great audio of radio at its best. Um, till I find what? that one. What? <laughs> <laughs> great podcasting at its best. Let's sit there and go. uh, uh
3: Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're talking about.
4: I know, I know. Hold
3: on. I, I see. I see. There are. There's quite a few. I'm. I'm trying to look through some of these artifact creatures. I'm not sure if there's any that are, you know, there's some decent ones. I'm not too excited about the Master I just don't.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't like we it. Just, a...
3: It's like why would you want to discard cards ever? I mean, you guys had a big gotta, debate about it.
4: It wasn't discarded
3: time. in exile. It's just not. I mean, you know, out with the other card. I really like is the phoenix. I mean. Five casting costs for a four four flyer haste, you know I guess it's I don't know you I guess you could almost compare it to Hell's thunder, which you could do But you know he's a four four fly haste uh for three and then the second time it's five and then he's gone um this guy's got a lot more staying power overall because he's he's you know he's flying haste, but then you uh what is where did he go?
4: Yeah. I'm totally oh, the card I was talking about was Darksteel Juggernaut. Darksteel Juggernaut's power and toughness are equal to the number of artifacts you control. It is
3: indestructible and attacks
4: each turn if able. What's I'm its...
3: Talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. What does it cost? Five? Five. Five colorless? So he's like a... He's the Juggernaut. He's a Juggernaut that just scales with the amount of things and creatures you add. You know, is, is Juggernaut still standard? Yes, he is. Oh, my God. I was thinking about that earlier, too. Just thinking about, like... You know, as soon as you see him, it's like, well, why not play Juggernaut? I mean, you know, any control deck's probably going to use a lot of walls and stuff, you know, get around the wall of omens. I guess Wall of, de- wall of Denial's gone, right? Yes. And the, uh, the w- white, w- the other white wall gains life. Oh, yeah. No, nobody played that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's the cool off Phoenix is that 5 casting cost, 4-4 four, four Flying Haste, and then, um uh, if you have metalcraft, then you can just pay four and uh, bring him back out of your graveyard onto the battlefield with flying haste. So just you know, whenever.
4: I, I think oh, you, can only long- fly, you can
3: only, only do it during your upkeep, but uh, you know, yeah, just like every turn you can just keep bringing him back for five or for four, for four after that. If you have metalcraft, and you almost want metalcraft for that uh, uh, galvanic blast, so. I can
4: agree with that. There was, there was one other one that I don't think will get play, but it's kind of fascinating in a mono deck, is the Stratoscythe. Artifact equipment imprint when it comes into play, search your library for a land card, exile it, then shuffle your library. Equipped creature gets 1-1 one, one for each land on the battlefield with the same name as the exiled card.
3: So it's almost like, it, it's like a really bad armored ascension <laughs> for any color, right? Yes, like but so you, you can just say, okay, swamp. So for every swamp I control, it's like plus one, plus one.
4: It doesn't have flying. And or anything, right? Each land on the battlefield, if your opponent oh, is oh, oh, playing yeah. the same color
3: as you, this That's- thing
4: becomes huge.
3: Yeah, that's a group game deck right there, or card. Oh, yeah. Right oh, yeah. Also, it's like, oh, okay. Just like, uh, was it a Sanguate? Yeah. Where you, uh, it's like two, it's two black and an X, you know, it's a Drain Life, just same old Drain Life, only each opponent loses X, and you gain that much. You know, so it's just Drain Life, but it actually hits all your opponents simultaneously. So you can just gain, you know, it's like, alright, I hit you guys for two, you know, I gain eight life. You know, you do it for yeah. however much you want. No. I like it. I
4: like it. I like it.
3: But yeah, I, 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 yeah. still
4: think, I still think what's funny is is people laugh about it and they didn't think it was a good card to begin with, and it's probably the worst of the swords. The sort of body and mind, there's gonna be a lot of green and a lot of
3: blue. Yeah. And it's got protection from it. I mean it's a definite sideboard card. There's no reason there's no reason not to have it a sideboard for, you know, pretty much any deck that has creatures. Yeah, and I'm not even worried about the top ten cards or the two two green wolf
4: in a in a set that has very little protection against anything to give it against blue, which is heavily played, and we've
3: seen tons of mono green decks now yeah. that have done really well. But you don't even need green; like you now you you do that because you get the plus two plus two and protection from green and blue, but you get that uh, two two green token every time. Yep. And then, then of course your favorite ability which is Mill. Yeah, I love Mill. Oh, sorry. Actually though, no, so if you get Sword of body and mind, um, and that other card you're talking about. Yes. You could definitely yeah. get some serious <laughs> mill action going on pretty <laughs> pretty badly. Oh, we're pretty bad about that. Well, and I haven't. An well I know person. it's if you if you could do a like a good mill in in uh limited like that with a forty card decks, it's like You can mill someone out if you've got enough cards to do it, you know? Yeah, but again, again, your chance of hitting it's one in a, you know, whatever. You just have to actually focus on that, which means you can't be dealing damage that much. One card I did like was this Melt Terrain. Um, Red? Yeah, it's the red. It's a red forecasting cost, two and two red for a sorcery. Uh, Destroy target land, Melt Terrain deals two damage to that land's controller. So it's just I mean, it's four four to destroy a land and deal two damage, which you know, it's that was kind of the deck I was thinking of. Was the uh, um, where'd it go? I got it right here in front of me. Well, yeah, used- blood, blood chief's ascension. Thinking <laughs> like a, body. that was kind of the deck I was gonna was thinking about making. Some kind of black, red, like burn, possibly land destruction. I don't know if that's if it's worth going, but it, you know, it'd be definitely pretty plausible. And yeah, you use land destruction, and then you throw in a couple of tunneling this is that were if they want to crack a fetch land oh yeah man tung, tung, well Tugly is great it's great sideboard card there, you know black and red you' got tons of removal there's tons and tons of red uh, red instant spells right now, like you know lightning bolt effects um, with you know there's punishing fire burst lightning, lightning bolt um, or there's the stagger shock. Yep, stagger shock um, with stagger shock, stagger shock with Blood Chief's Ascension, you know. It's like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, stagger shock you at the end of your turn during your upkeep you take two more. It's like, all right. Well, you know, Bloodchief's Ascension's well on its way to being online. Uh, you know, Rune Blasters are pretty pretty cool as far as destroying extra lands if you know they got them. Yep. Um,
4: well, speaking of having fun with a deck and you were talking about mill, um I played I played my game on Sunday for the first time in like four or five months, um our version of Teams. And I again random decks, so we don't know what we get. <laughs> my partner my partner is playing his mono blue draw deck. Is that two okay. on two? two? Two man teams. Two man your teams, partner, how many teams? Yeah, your your partner sits across from you. How many and teams? You, just two. Your okay. partner sits across from you, you get attacked by the guy on your right, and you attack the guy on the left. So it kind of goes in a clockwise circle. Yeah. So he was playing his blue draw deck, where everybody kept drawing cards and drawing cards and drawing cards, and I was playing dueling megrums. <laughs> it was fun. So I, I'm i out there on turn, I think it was five, and I'd never, I hadn't drawn the card I was looking for, the cards I was looking for, but I had... Four Megrams and one Liliana's Crest out there. So when you discard a card, you're going to lose ten. Yeah. Finally, after all these cards I draw, finally I draw Book Burning. What's book that Burning. Uh, draw three mill three. So they took thirty damage each <laughs> off of one off of one card. Sixty damage, sixty life. Lose. Game over.
3: Oh, yeah, it's, it's not book burning, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I know what you're talking burning about.
4: Fiery. Or burning inquiry.
3: Burning inquiry, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh,
4: were they pissed off. It's like, I looked at book
3: burning, I'm like, unless a player has book burning, what, unless a player has book burning, deal six damage to him or her, put the top six cards of target player's library into his graveyard.
4: Oh, no, I'm, I'm, th- that that just pissed people off. Because a lot of times when we play, they don't have artifact removal. And both of them were playing heavy aggro decks. So we were taking a lot of damage because he's drawing cards and he's forcing everybody to draw cards. And and it's like, because he's playing the one, the artifact that if you have more than four or more, you lose a life for each one. So they're plunking off his artifacts because they know how his deck goes. Meanwhile, I'm dropping all these megrams down and they're not really paying attention to him because I've done nothing. I mean, I've done a couple of lightning bolts to knock off some of their creatures. And I throw that thing down there and they're like, wait a minute. That's ten per card. Yep. And you're making me discard three. Yep. Shit. (laughs) So that was fun. (laughs) That was that was one of the best stories and it was ironically, because I redid my decks, it was one of the best sets I've done, I think out of the twenty games we played yeah, twenty. Uh I was like fourteen and six or fifteen and five. And again, random. Your partner gets a random deck, your opponents get random decks. And wow. And there were a lot of pissed off people thanks to the cards in M11. Like, every time I played a white deck...
3: Were they all standard decks, or were they extended, or just
4: anything? Uh, well, our group can play anything because we have people that don't... Like, we have the guys playing the same 15 decks since the beginning, and he's right. like, not made changes. <coughs> Excuse me. So, we kind of play anything. I try to keep myself as close to extended and standard as possible. You know, I mean, obviously, I don't have gay judgments, so I use Wrath of Gods, but so on and so forth. He, I, I sit there, and every time I had a white deck, anything with white in it, they're like, So, how many Sun Titans are going to come out in this deck? Do you have any Sun Titans? I love me some Sun Titans. I tell you, every time I played white, they were just waiting. Because after, like, the first white deck I played, uh, my mono white aggro deck. I had Sun Titans in as a finisher to be able to get stuff back. And they're like, the next time I played, I I had a, a mythic deck with Sun Titans in it, and they're like, Jesus Christ, how many Sun Titans do you own? I said, I own enough of them to stick them in almost every deck that has white in it. I love me some Sun Titan. Anything that gives me vigilance and allows me to put stuff back from the graveyard into play, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I can't afford the Primeal titans, and hell, I can't even afford the friggin' grave titans. <laughs> so, you know, I, I take what I get and run with it. And I also found out that anything that says titan, that my group hates. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I casted the sun titan the third time around I played with the white, and both of them simultaneously casted hand to death and doom blade on it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they're just sitting there and I. Sun Titan, Hand of Death, Doomblade. I'm like, oh, or not Doomblade, uh, not Hand of Death, um, ah, crap. Uh, the one instant, uh, Terror and Doomblade. <laughs> like, you're going to double kill it? Hell yeah, get that thing off the board. We don't want to see that thing again.
3: Yeah, we actually played a little Kitchen Table Magic, too, over at a uh, friend's house. There was about six of us and we just, it was a straight up free-for-all, you know, just go around in a circle and approach <laughs> everyone attacks the biggest threat on the table.
4: Yeah, you know, sometimes those, sometimes those games are a lot of fun. And now granted, we have a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people that listen to this and a lot of people that play and a lot of other podcasts that are, you know, it's all standard. It's all, you know, this is the greatest thing next to sliced bread. You know, a lot of times it's fun just to be able to sit with your buddies
3: and go, Hey, man, let's just free for all it, man. Swing it to it and let's make it happen. Like, standard, the reason everyone plays standard is because that's just like, that's the Friday night magic format. So, I mean, it's like people who don't have time to actually go play magic, you know, drive to cities to go play magic. You know, it's like pretty much you're, you're playing Friday night magic and, you know, whenever the occasional tournament or, you know, PTQ comes in your area.
4: We're, we're trying to, we're trying to work on getting a PTQ at Milwaukee Magic and Magic Cards and Games. That's one of the plans is to get that Hopefully soon. Um, I think it'd be very interesting because their actually their place can actually hold it. There's enough room to have a PTQ run out of there, which I think would be a lot of fun. And personally, it would give me an opportunity to work at a PTQ, which would be a lot of fun. I, you know, I it's anytime you can get a lot of great players together in the same place playing Magic is a lot of fun. Um, I do have a couple of things I'd like to discuss before we end it here because we're almost going on two hours now and that's without Tangent talking for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, man. Just get healthy, okay? Um, and don't come back. And don't come back. It's the Ben Show now. <laughs> right, you're, the podcast. you're unemployed, bitch. <laughs> you warned him. Yep. Uh, there's a couple things. First of all, To our friends at Mana Deprived, KYT, no, I am not a podcasting whore. I just- I think
3: you are, man. You're just, you're a total slut, man. Hey! Stop it! I am not a Uh, slut. Yeah, I'll do your podcast. That's fine, sure.
4: Hey, I enjoy talking, okay? Yeah. And, you know, and if you listen to Monday Night Magic, it was an hour and 30 minutes of Conley and Eric. Tom had about 20 minutes, and I had about (laughs) 5. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, because Conley and Eric, when you get those two people together, it's like it's podcasting magic, and you just kind of sit back and go, okay. I'll
3: yeah, I actually just listened to the uh, uh the, the Scrublands. Oh, they're good. Yeah, I, I, I like them. I, I like the fact that they just argue about everything. Like, they're never they never come down. Everyone does not ever come down on the same side of, like, anything. Any card. You know? It's like one guy's like, fucking, islands are great, and everyone else is like, no, islands are the worst ever. <laughs> you know, it's just like... yeah. Just like, I, no, matter, I, no matter what it is, man, they just can't agree on anything, and it's fucking awesome. Because really, love- they really pick the car apart, You know, because they really do. It's like, you know, here's one guy telling you every bad thing about the car, and someone else telling you every good thing about it. You know, and they're just, you know, coming up with a, you know, best-case scenario type stuff, and the other guy's, no, 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 he's just going to die to a lightning bolt. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that was funny we were talking about which is great uh, I mean I think I think it's great it really I don't know I thought it was great so we were talking
4: about our pre-release card on Monday Night Magic for Putrefax
3: yeah and
4: the first thing I thought of is it's 5-3 damn here comes the lightning bolt <laughs> it's like ah oh, crap you know you're going to play this thing you think you're going to hit him with infect you think you're going to be able to mull through him and the guy's sitting with a lightning bolt and he zaps it and kills it and you just wasted five mana but you know, I, there you can look at a lot of cards like that. Every card, for everything you love about a card, there's someone looking at it on the other side going, this card sucks, it's the worst thing on the planet. I mean, hell, I think there's someone out there that doesn't like Jace the Mind Sculptor. Yeah. I'm still
3: yet to figure out who that human <laughs> being is, but it's, it's all the people who don't own them. <laughs> Everyone who owns them <laughs> thinks they're great, man. Anyone who doesn't own one thinks they're horrible.
4: <laughs> I don't ever want to see that card. It should be banned. Uh, exactly,
3: I mean... No, I don't think it should be banned. I just wish they would print more. Yeah. It's like something stupid like that comes out, I want to see a Jace versus, you know, primeval Titan dual deck. Just so <laughs> you know the price gets dropped down to ten
1: bucks. Well that would be nice, that's for sure. But uh so to-